Kiora, and welcome to Walking the Shadowlands podcast. Let me be your guide as we take a walk into the shadowy realms of the unexplained, of the paranormal, of things that go bump in the night and haunt your dreams. Your hosts. I'm Marianne. Thanks so much for joining us today, tonight, whatever time it is, wherever you're living in this beautiful world of ours. Sit back, relax, and let me be your guide as we walk into the Shadowlands together and see what awaits us there. Hi everyone, it's so great to be back. I hope you've all enjoyed the top 10 most listened to episodes and thanks so much for the understanding. Firstly, I appreciate your patience whilst I took time out to deal with my health issues. Now the docs know what I'm dealing with, which is awesome. Nothing major, but something that leaves my energy levels pretty low at times. So I've decided that because of this, and also as it's going to be an ongoing issue for me for a while, I'm only going to release episodes once a fortnight. For our listeners who are not familiar with that terminology, it means every two weeks. So two episodes a month. 10 episodes per season. This will give me the time and space to ensure that every episode you hear is the best I'm able to produce for you. Also, I'll be better able to space my research and execution of each episode because it's a fair amount of work for me. In research alone, I do 10 to up to 30 hours research per episode depending on the subject and how well I know it. So, that extra time to prepare will make a huge difference. I absolutely love doing this though, and I've missed it. Otherwise, if I don't space myself, I do run the risk of having to close down my podcast altogether, which I absolutely do not want to do, as I love these subjects and I totally enjoy sharing them all with you. My most listened to episode of the podcast, far and above the others, was last week's episode. The subject of this world, this reality, being a holograph and glitches in the matrix seem to have struck a chord with most of my listeners, certainly those who listened to that episode. So if you haven't listened to it, then I strongly suggest that you do before you listen to this week's one as it lays the groundwork of understanding what is meant by a glitch in the matrix. Also, as the subject is fresh in the mind of those who listen to it, this week's episode is solely about people's experiences with glitchy events. So, are you ready to walk with me back into this part of the Shadowlands and see what awaits us there? Then let's begin. There were just so many new experiences that people are having with glitches that it was hard to choose the ones for this episode. So I've got plenty of material for further episodes in the same vein. If you would all like to hear more, let me know. Leave some feedback on your favourite podcasting app. This show is on most free ones, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, TuneIn, even iHeartRadio. 
or you can email me your comments, suggestions, or even your experiences of your own to shadowlands at yahoo.com or via the podcast website www.walkingtheshadowlands.com. I would love to hear from you all. I've noticed that there's a sort of a pattern with glitches that are being shared on sites like Reddit. There'll be a whole group of what I call disappearing or appearing glitches, time displacement glitches or other types, like a run of them at once. It's really interesting to observe. Like the machine when it glitches in this particular way, does it all over the world, as of course one would expect if this is indeed a holographic reality. And by the way, I do have explicit permission of all the people who had these experiences in this episode to share their stories with you all. Some brave people agreed to tell their experiences in their own words. Some preferred to remain anonymous and I totally respect their decisions. So in those cases, I've used the non-diplume they used on the social media where their stories were found. And all of these experiences have only just been uploaded to social media by the experiences within the past three to four weeks. So they're very fresh, so to speak. I've organised this episode into segments dependent on the sort of glitch they were. So let's start with a segment of glitches on items that disappear or reappear unexpectedly. This very first experience is from a lady who wishes to remain anonymous. She tells her story in her own words. The story kind of begins uh, when my brother was born. Uh, my grandparents uh, purchased a, a ring from my mom. It, it was an 18 karat gold ring with a large aquamarine um, and basically, she was wearing it all the time, along with her wedding ring and her engagement ring. Now, my mom's hands would uh, sometimes swell up at night. And that's why she would remove her rings and leave them on her nightstand. Now, my parents moved from Italy to Canada in the late 70s. And they purchased their first house. Um, it was late 1979. And anyways, um, in 1980, my mom goes to bed, so she takes her rings off, shuts off her light, goes to sleep. And the next morning, uh, she finds her wedding band and uh, her engagement ring, but the, the big uh, aquamarine ring was gone. It vanished out of thin air, so my mom looked for it all over the place. Uh, she moved the nightstand in case it fell behind or underneath. Uh, she checked the drawers, like literally, you know, unfolding um, her socks and everything to see if it maybe fell in there and, you know, got, you know, lost in there. Um, she never ended up finding it. So my mom basically was upset, obviously, because it had um, a lot of sentimental value to her. Uh, but she figured like maybe it slipped off her hand at the grocery store or whatever. She she basically wrote it off as a loss, like she lost the ring. Now, fast forward 1995, I'm 10 years old. And by the way, when she lost the ring, I was not born yet. Um, so 1995, um, my mom, um, she began having asthma attacks. So they prescribed an inhaler for her. And um, it was after dinner. I'm in the living room with my parents. We're watching hockey on television. My mom gets an asthma attack. And, you know, she basically asks me to go get uh, her inhaler 
which was on her nightstand. So I run to her room, grab the inhaler, and I notice this beautiful ring I've never seen before. I don't think much of it. I just, you know, bring the inhaler to my mom. She takes it. Her asthma attack subsides. And um, once she's fine, I comment on the ring. And I'm like, wow, that's a really pretty ring you got. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, the new ring. It's on your nightstand. I just saw it when I grabbed your inhaler. She's like, what are you talking about? So she gets up, goes to her room, and then she gasps and breaks down in tears when she realizes it's the ring she had lost 15 years before. Just reappeared exactly where she had left it. Fun fact, she gave the ring to my niece when she turned 18, my brother's daughter. That's it. It just vanished in the night and then reappeared. And we have no explanation whatsoever as to what happened. Inexplicable necklace glitch by Chaotic Ardor. For a high school graduation gift, my parents got me a very delicate gold cross necklace with a tiny diamond in the center of it. It was very unique and specific, and the bottom was exceptionally sharp. I wore it every day and never took it off, but I had a bad habit of tugging at it. One day while I was at home, I realized it was gone. I looked for it everywhere but never found it. Several months later, I moved to Los Angeles for school. Shortly before I moved, I developed a 10 out of 10 fear of flying. My whole family flew with me to LA to help get me settled and move in. I want to note that I am from Canada and the oldest of my family, so this was a big transition for all of us. On the flight to LA, I had a full-blown panic attack and passed out, so a flight attendant had to sit with me for the duration. Cut to five months later, it's December, and I have a flight home for Christmas looming that I'm beginning to seriously panic about. Two days before I'm scheduled to fly home, I'm at the gym, on the ad ball, and I start panicking about this flight when I hear a ting sound, even though the ground beneath me is rubber. I look down and see my gold cross that I had lost a year prior at my parents' house in Canada lying on the ground in front of me, same little diamond, same insanely sharp bottom, same chain, it was mine. I took this as a sign that everything was going to be okay and I didn't have to worry about the flight and my fear of flying evaporated, which was amazing, but it still doesn't explain how the necklace got there. I will add a couple of notes. The workout outfit I was wearing I had brought in L.A. long after I lost necklace. I didn't pack a lot of my old clothes from home because I wanted to buy new ones for this new chapter of my life. My mum and dad and brothers all swear that they didn't find it and sneak it into my things. This necklace was from a Canadian jewellery store and my parents customised it with a diamond, so chances of it being someone else's were basically non-existent. I also want to note this was at the end of my workout, so if it had somehow been on me, it should have fallen out earlier. To this day, I have zero explanation of how this happened. Sometimes items reappear in the home that were previously removed or disappear from a hand holding them or appear in places where they simply shouldn't be, like these next three experiences. 
package reappeared by Izzel5591. I bought some clothes online, but they ended up not fitting, so I was planning on mailing them back to the company in the same box they came in. I printed the shipping label, taped the box shut, and left it on my desk for a few days because I have a terrible habit of putting things off. A friend comes over, sees the package, and we talk about it. She and I were going out anyway, so I figured that would be a good time to take it to the post office to ship it back. She and I both go to the post office together, and we dropped it off. A few days later, the package is back on my desk, in the exact same position it had been when my friend saw it the first time. I called her and asked if I definitely dropped it off at the post office. She said yes. There wasn't any return to sender sticker or anything like that. Plus, I hadn't gone back to the post office to pick up any packages. It just appeared, and I had to mail it again. Super weird. Kind of freaked me out for a couple of days. Edda, when the package reappeared on my desk, this is a desk in my bedroom inside my home. So even if the package had been returned because of the original label being visible, which it wasn't, someone would have had to pick it up from the post office and deliver it to the inside of my bedroom. It disappeared out of my hand by X Phantom X. After my shower last night, I came back into my room, got dressed, grabbed my vape and climbed into bed. I planned on scrolling through my phone and puffing away a little bit before actually going to sleep. When I got to bed, I put the back of my hand on the mattress with my vape still on my loosely closed fingers. I could feel the weight of it on my fingers and palm. As I was absent-mindedly scrolling, I suddenly realised I could no longer feel the weight of a vape on my hand. At first I thought, no biggie. I was relaxing and not too focused on holding on to it. So it probably just slipped out of my hand or something. So I started patting around my bed where my hand had been. Nothing. I looked in between blankets that were near my hand. Nothing. I looked in the pillowcase of the pillow I was leaning on. Nothing. I pulled my bed out from the corner it's tucked in to look behind it. Nothing. By now, it was almost one in the morning, so I thought to myself, you just had it in your hand, it has to be here, just look for it in the morning. I woke up this morning and immediately remember last night's strange events and really go looking for it. I slowly, one by one, take off all the pillows off my bed, looking under them, in between them, in their cases, and nothing. I take all my blankets off one by one, shaking them out, nothing. I take the fitted sheet off my bed to see if it somehow ended up underneath it. Nothing. I pull my bed out from its corner again to see if it's on the ground. Nothing. I check underneath the vent that goes around my bed thinking, maybe it rolled under. Nothing. I check in the vent. Nothing. I flip my mattress to see if it ended up under there. Nothing. I even checked the pockets of the pants I took off before getting into bed just to cover everything. Nothing. I've seen some comments in the sub before where people lose things and after searching everywhere say out loud something along the lines of I don't mind you borrowed it but please can I have it back now? So I even tried that. And nothing. So now I'm just lying on an unmade bed Blankets and pillows scattered all over, 
baffled as to how this vape disappeared out of my hand. Live Goldfish Appeared in Stockroom by Count of Stupito I worked at Kmart in the late 90s. I opened one day and found a goldfish lying in a small puddle on the concrete floor of the largest stockroom. It was in the main pathway about 15 feet into the room with nothing else around it for a good 5 foot radius. It was so bizarre, I immediately got the manager just to show her. She poked it and it started flopping around. The half of the goldfish touching the concrete was stuck enough to rip a few scales off it when it did this. Bear in mind we did not sell goldfish or any animals for that matter. Also, I was on the closing shift the night before with two other stock guys, both, who were generally surprised upon hearing the story when they came in that day, and, because it will be asked, the goldfish was saved in a coffee mug. The only manager called the closing manager from the night before, most likely to spread the crazy story, but officially to see if he had any knowledge of there being a goldfish left in the stockroom, he did not. Turns out he owned several fish tanks though, so he came in and got the goldfish. Following on from the goldfish experience, there are very often experiences involving animals. In the case of the following two short experiences, both directly with one person's pet moggy or cat and one with their moggy's food. My cat glitched from Fuggleraga. Okay, this literally just happened and myself and my daughter are freaking out. I was in the kitchen and put my phone down next to my cat. I gave her a fuss. For non-Brits, I petted her, stroked her, and walked through into the living room to see my cat outside on the windowsill asking to come in. My daughter and I just stared at each other. Uh, I'm not going to lie. That was nuts. Definitely my cat. She's very distinctive, long-haired, fluffy calico cat. When I saw her outside, I turned to look and she was gone from the kitchen. Totally freaked me out. Multiplying cat food from Wraith of Everbrawn. So, this all happened about four years ago now. I had one cat at the time and his cat food ran out about 9.30pm on a Saturday. Shops weren't open until 10am Sunday. So I went out and bought a new shiny 12-pack of pouches and by mid-afternoon he'd had three, catching up. My mother came around for a visit. He did his usual cat, I'm starving, meows at her. And she says, shall I feed him? I said, no, count the box. She says, nine? He's had three already? Greedy monkey. He had another before me and my son headed out for a takeaway later. Then I fed him before bed. Got up the next morning and as usual he's whining for food immediately. So I go to the pouch and think, hmm, that looks way too full, but feed him anyways. Come back through and count pouches. Nine left. There was nine at 4pm and he's had three since then, so of course there should be only six. I haven't a clue what happened there. When I got a new box, I even tried fitting the extra pouches in, and there's just no way they could fit. I really aren't one to complain about free food, but what the hell happened there? 
Then there are what I call bookish glitches, such as the following two experiences. In this one, my guest has requested to be anonymous, but has shared her experience in her own words. There's a bit of a pre-set up to her experience, and I do apologise for the sound quality in this recording. The sounds are coming from my guest's side, and I tried to clean them up as much as I could, but I found her experience was interesting enough that you all wouldn't mind the noises in the background. Well, I love uh, Stevie Nicks. I love Fleetwood Mac. And last May, me and my husband, we knew that they were coming to town. It's kind of like this thing that, oh, like, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we could go? But the tickets were pretty expensive. And uh, we weren't planning on going. But just the day of, he decided, well, why not? Let's look on Craigslist and just see if anyone is selling tickets. So. You know, we sent out a few messages and we didn't really think that we were going to hear back from anyone in time or be able to come to an agreement with anyone. And all of a sudden, I mean, it wasn't more, it had to be like an hour away that the concert was starting. And we just got a message back from someone. Hey, I saw you're, you know, you're interested in the tickets. Here you go. And, um, they just they just sent the tickets over and i thought that it was really interesting that they just had sent them over without um, even asking about or anything like that so i was almost kind of blown away at that because you know um just not what you expect when you're on craigslist <laughs> to, uh, free concert tickets and um i was like wow okay let's go so we're there you know like the music is starting Stevie comes on and she's telling the story about how um there's like a little link to our city and I was just feeling so alive you know I I mean I love music and everything but I just was buzzing with this different kind of energy and she started singing and in the background behind them they had these images being displayed um kind of like media projection of an outline of a woman dancing there were some ravens behind her you know flying through and i was so into it into the music i wasn't paying that too much mind but my husband kind of pointed out oh hey it's you look it's you on the projector and I was like what are you talking about and first I just you know kind of laughed but then when I really paid attention it did bear some semblance to what my outline would look like I guess and it actually was kind of spooky because I have this vintage dress that it's like a floor length dress that goes out a bit at the bottom and that's what she was wearing you could see the outline of it so it was like whoa that's pretty cool you know like it was like a very special experience to be there for something like that it felt really special to be able to see something that I look up to so much 
watching this video where she's being interviewed and she's talking about the inspiration for the song Rhiannon. And she mentioned this book called Triad by Mary Weir. And, you know, I kind of made a mental note about it and forgot. But I just remember the names, the two names of the characters, Bronwyn and Rhiannon. And they just stuck out so much to me. And I was like, okay, I really got to read that. But I never ended up going to look for it. Um, it's an older book. I think it was released in the 70s. And at the time, I think she said she was touring somewhere or, or writing somewhere. And she just ended up reading the whole thing in her hotel <laughs> at night. And she couldn't put it down. Time goes on. Um, and we have a spare bedroom that wasn't really much anything other than our cat's playroom. And we had a couple of dressers in there. But I thought, okay, well, I really want to organize this and turn it into something nice, a nice closet space or something. So I was going through this process of, you know, you take everything out of all the drawers, organize it, hang it up. And the room was kind of crazy for a few days. When things finally started coming together, I found this pile of books. I was, I had seen it when I was going through everything in there and I didn't pay it too much mind because I do have some books in there. But then when things started coming together, I'm like, where are these books from? Pick up this stack of books and they're all, they're actually like all older books. There's like dust on them, um, some spider webs. Like it looked like they had been sitting for a really long time. And I know that when we had moved into this apartment, it was completely empty. There wasn't anything in there. So I didn't have any guests in that room, especially in that week because it was just a mess. And no one had mentioned anything about books to me. Um, my husband and I didn't really talk about this book, so he wouldn't have known. Plus, it was more interesting that there was a few books that it turned up with and that they were all similarly aged. I'm going through the books, and there's that book, Triad, and on the cover, there's a girl who's like morphed with a bird. And when I picked it up, it was just like, I could feel the energy coming from this book. It just felt so unreal. <laughs> and I immediately asked him, like, did you get this? Where did these books come from? Like, were they in the stressor? Did they, you know, who did they belong to? And we could never figure it out. Um, I am still very perplexed by this, to this day. A glitch in the book library universe from Alice No Country. This is a pretty wholesome glitch, or a pretty wholesome and complicated stalker situation. I have this problem where I like to put way too many books on hold at the library, and they all become available at once, so I don't get a chance to make it through all of them. I usually keep a few books in my truck for unexpected weights, etc. I borrowed The Body by Bill Bryson, and it became one of my truck books. 
I made it about halfway through and then it was time to return it. I got in my truck for work, saw it on my passenger seat and planned to take it back after work. After work, my stack of books are there, but the body is not on the seat anymore. Whatever. Books go flying around. I'm I, I'm not a great driver. It's fine. I hunt around my entire truck, clean out the whole thing, have a stack of four other truck books. The body is nowhere to be seen. I am super diligent about locking my truck doors. It's a manual lock, not a button or keyless fob or anything. I have muscle memory and I lock it consistently from it. And who steals a single book from a vehicle? I keep a ton of crap in my car. None of it was missing except the body. My fiancé and I spend three days looking for it everywhere, including at least six runs of the truck. It's gone. It's 25 cents a day for a late fee. I check the library app for our county. I owe 75 cents as expected. I resign myself to having to pay for the expensive hardcover edition I've lost. Come Monday morning, I hop on my truck to go pay for the book, lean over to grab my stack of two return books from the passenger seat and the body is sitting right on top. I call my fiancé to ask him where he found it and he says he didn't find it. Mm? Maybe we just somehow missed it all those times looking for it and it was that obvious the entire time. I return my stack of books to the book drop and walk in to pay the late fees which should be about a dollar twenty-five. I ask the librarian if I can pay and she says she doesn't see any fee, but just to make sure it's clear, she asks what book it was for. The Body by Bill Bryson. Hmm, doesn't look like you've checked that out. Well, I just dropped it in the book drop, but can I grab it just to make sure? I just don't want to rack up late fees, okay. I use the library a lot, so I don't want to be a pariah. The librarian runs to the storage room and the book drop feeds. It's gone a few minutes and comes back. I don't know what to tell you, dear. I don't see any of the body book back there. Oh, I must be confused. Sorry. Have a nice day. This segment of experiences all sort of fall loosely under time and space, or repeated time glitches. These are the type of glitch that was experienced by Neo in the original Matrix movie when he saw the black cat walk in front of the stairs and then repeat the very same movement again. A bit like this experience from a Walking the Shadowlands Facebook group member by the name of Hannah, a fellow New Zealander who shares her glitchy moment with us all. My name is Hannah. This probably happened um, oh, a good five or six years ago now. But um, I had a friend staying over and she wanted to try, um, she was talking about trying lucid dreaming. Um, and um, anyways, she she lay down to, to meditate um, next to me. And about 10 minutes later, she sits up and she says oh it's not working I give up she starts scrolling you know through the phone and um she sees a funny photo and um she turns and shows it to me and I laugh and um she puts her phone down and lays back down um 
And then probably, yeah, maybe five minutes after that, um, she sits up and she goes, oh, it's not working. I give up. And she picks up her phone and she starts scrolling. And the exact same photo that she showed me about five minutes earlier, um, she shows it to me again. And I turned to her and I said, you just showed me that. And she was like, what? No, I didn't. I've just been lying here, Hannah. What are you talking about? I said, no, you set up and you showed me that exact photo. Um, and she kind of didn't believe me. She thought she'd just been, you know, laying there. And, um, I mean, I guess part of it she could have been, you know, sleep talking or whatever but it was just the fact that um you know she used the exact same words and all her movements and everything were exactly the same from um you know both times she did it so that was I mean I didn't know what to think of that it was quite weird <laughs> a glitch in time and space from Omar Bugs my sister my mum and I had plans for dinner we were both at our local mall about 10 minutes from my sister's and my place. We lived together. At about 4.30pm they called me to tell me they were on the way back to pick me up for dinner. We live in a heavily populated area so they estimated with traffic it would be about 20 minutes until they could reach the house. 10 minutes later my sister calls me in a pretty shocked state. This is around 4.40 which is 10 minutes after they called me to tell me they were leaving the mall. Apparently, they were driving on the very familiar highway we've lived off of for 20 plus years, and all of a sudden they realised they were about 40 minutes from home, on a totally different highway. Keep in mind, my mother was driving and she has never, ever used drugs or alcohol. She is the most level-headed person I know. They were in deep conversation, looked up and bam, 40 minutes away from home in the span of five minutes. I know this to be a fact because it took them well over an hour to pick me up when it should have taken no more than 20 minutes. We talked about it over dinner and both my sister and my mum were really confused and disorientated over the whole thing. Gave me a really weird feeling. We found the Google Maps that tracked the location of the vehicle. It has the mall location saved and pins them, leaving the mall on the creaked highway at 4.35. Then 40 minutes of no recording, and it pins them back on the creek path to home. I'm not too familiar with Google Maps, but basically there's no record of the lost time, just them heading north, homeward bound, blank then heading home southbound after presumably turning around. Gas station glitch from Leventude Yesterday my girlfriend and I were visiting our local mini-mart gas station and had a weird experience. No, that my girlfriend doesn't really believe in the paranormal or the unknown. As I was paying for gas, I see the car of a guy I went to high school with pull up. While I finished paying, my girlfriend grabbed our bag from the clerk and began to walk right out past said person. We exchanged greetings as he walked to the restroom. We seen him enter the restroom as I exited the door, but when we got outside and got in our car, he was pulling up the handle and replacing the gas cap. All this happened in about 20 seconds. He would never be able to do his business, pay for his gas and pump it all while we got settled into our car. 
I don't know what happened or have any clue why. It's like time for him just skipped ahead a couple of minutes while we took the 20 seconds to get into our car. My girlfriend said she'd gotten the chills from what we'd witnessed. She's never had any experiences like this before. I've had a few, so I'm not really too new to any glitches I experience. Still weird though. My dad wasn't home from Harlope 3. This isn't really scary and I never thought much of it until a few minutes ago when I was reminded of this event. This happened when I was in elementary school, 4th to 5th grade, and my parents' brother and I were living in a two-story apartment. I have a lot of stories about this place. The bedrooms and the bathroom were upstairs and everything else was downstairs. I had been asleep and walked downstairs. I saw my dad sitting at the computer plain as day and looked at him. I walked past him into the kitchen and out the back door and I see my dad in his truck pull up. I told him I thought he was inside and then explained what I saw. He said he hoped I didn't see anyone because I had been left home alone. He came back to get me because my family was going out to eat. Fiancé share a glitch from Amatine. So, this was a couple of years ago, and my fiancé and I lived in this super tiny trailer. Living room and kitchen were one open area, and then there's a very thin and narrow hallway that leads to our bedroom, the bathroom, and the spare bedroom. So, keeping that in mind, our bedroom is at the end of the hall, the bathroom is a bit before our room, and the spare bedroom is before the bathroom. This hallway is so small that two people absolutely couldn't walk through it without smacking into each other. He went into the kitchen to make something or grab something I can't remember. I walk out of the room to check on him and I hang out at the end of the hallway to look for him and I can't find him. I walk back, check the bathroom, nothing. Then I get to our room again and he's standing there looking as confused as I was. I asked if he saw me in the hallway and he said no. And we confirmed that neither of us had used the restroom or walked into the spare bedroom, so we had to have walked past each other. But, as I stated, the hallway is so frickin' tiny that my arms resting at my sides can touch both walls nearly. Anyway, we were both amazed and confused the rest of the night. To this day, we still talk about it. Both of our families think we just got confused, but I have no logical explanation for this. We all just lost four hours. From British Dude, 1984. I woke up this morning, Friday the 17th of January, to my alarm at 11.11am. Coffee and TV by Blur, lovely song to wake up to. I woke up, my mother called me, I responded, sure I was now fully awake. I laid in bed for a few minutes and got up. The time was now something like 15.20. I was sure only ten minutes had passed in bed, and I was sure I hadn't went back to sleep, but wrote it off. I go downstairs, and my dad remarks, puzzled, that it's 3pm already and saying, he's sure it was 11am. My mother confirms this too, she thought it was 11am. We all have lost four hours. I joke that we'd been abducted by aliens. It's a glitch in the Matrix, my mum replies. She's vaguely aware of the GITN phenomena from me. I'm interested, but very sceptical. 
This is very interesting. Like I said, I'm sceptical. It is probably a coincidence, and I'd be more willing to believe it was a carbon monoxide leak than a glitch. It wasn't a carbon monoxide leak, but I'll let you guys decide. Losing four hours laying in bed is one thing, but three people, two of which are upper and awake, losing four hours is something quite different. This is David's experience. Hi there, my, my name is David, and uh, I, have a, I have a story that has stayed with me for quite a while. I was uh, out in the street, uh, it was winter, well, you know, one of those uh, winters when the snow is kind of crunchy, so you can hear it, you can hear your steps as you go along. And it was a busy night, you know, uh, it was late enough that some uh, drunk people were coming out of the bar, so, so it was crowded, it felt loud. And I was going to a convenience store to buy myself some uh, some snacks. And uh, I came up on one, and it was uh, it was uh, you know just one of those regular convenience stores with window glass panes. And this one had a neon sign that was uh, alternating between different colors. So I, I went inside, and uh, nothing really struck struck me as weird. Really, it was just another normal night going to the convenience store. And uh, as I went along, you know, trying to decide what to what to eat, you know, what picked my appetite, kind of dawned on me that um, something was off. You know, uh, you know how this electrical uh, high pitched noise uh, that permeates, you know, the environment, the modern like life. You know, every time you have like fridges or uh, I don't know, like the lights. Uh, electrical equipment, you know, you can cannot hear it, you know, even if it's low volume. Uh, well, I couldn't hear it here. It was kind of disconcerting, you know, in a way. You kind of get used to uh, to that noise, and the air, you know, it felt still, like thick, like I had to move my hands, you know, to get it out of the way so I could move through. And so I just kept on going, you know, I. I just figured it was, you know, maybe I was tired or something. And as I kept on going, you know, I just looked around, browsed around, didn't touch anything. And uh, I noticed that there was something more. It was, it was soundless. It was like, not even, I couldn't even hear the streets. And usually at this time, you know, you can hear the life outside. Well, you know, I just made my way to the counter, uh, to the cash register, and I took a lighter you know, out of a lighter rack. And, well, everything changed. You know, as soon as I touched the lighter, I would almost say, like, immediately after I touched it, all the sound, it just came rushing back. Uh, you know, I could hear the, the cars outside. I could hear people talking in the steps. I could hear that, that electrical humming, high pitch that I was talking about. It was back. It almost felt good, you know, like familiarity. But it just came so suddenly. And the, the employee that was behind the, the counter, he was, uh, he was not facing me, he was facing the wall. He kind of just whirled around all of a sudden. He was talking on his phone. Uh, uh, I mean, he was talking to the hand, but his hand had his phone, so I imagine it was on speakerphone. And behind him, there was a TV that was blasting this loud uh, TV program. You know, all of these noises, I... I would have noticed them, you know, if they were there before and they were not there. It was as though I kind of just, 
I don't know, like, you know, one of those video game bugs where you do a specific set of sequence of actions that trigger something, you know, that's not supposed to be triggered. I kind of felt that way. And because I touched the lighter, just everything went back to normal. Finally, I was just a little bewildered, you know, to, uh, to do anything about it or to think anything about it. The, the employee just took the lighter. He gave me, like, the price. I, I gave him to change him. And then I went outside and I kind of realized that I couldn't even hear my steps inside, you know, as I was outside crunching my, my, my feet on the snow, it felt weird. And that neon sign, I couldn't see the light inside, you know, it was, it was alternating between colors and I couldn't see that inside, you know, I could almost swear that it was only one color, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like you're out of it and you don't know what to think about it, if you're going crazy or if it's really just the world, you know, and you were like in another world or in a, in a different space. I kind of felt good about it in a way because I, I had this experience and I, I didn't get hurt and I didn't, nobody got hurt, you know, and it was not like traumatizing to me. It was just interesting and interesting experiences like that, you know, you can, uh, you can share them. It's uh, and you know it just makes part of that human experience that is so uh, mysterious, even today. This last experience, I'm not sure where to fit it in, or actually, even if it is a glitch, or if it's spirit consoling loved ones. However, it was such a touching experience. I really felt to include it in this episode. Elegant coincidence from Tongi Asorb. My mother had been dying for 10 years, very sick, and wanted to go more and more fervently. But they gave her a pacemaker that kept her heart going, and when she went on hunger strike, one of my brothers who had power of attorney would have them tube feed her. I went to bed one Saturday night and I woke up at 3.50am. I keep a tape recorder by the bed to record dreams if I remember any, so I grabbed it and recorded this. It's 10 to 4am and I just woke up and the whole house feels weird, like there are people here just now, but not in a scary way. Then I got up and did that walkthrough you'll do sometime if you wake up freaked out, looked out the windows, checked the door locks, went back to bed, slept until 8 o'clock Sunday morning and when I woke I stood up, got my phone out of the charger and started walking toward the living room and the phone rang in my hand. My POA brother was calling to tell me mum had died in the night. I know exactly what time I thought but I didn't say anything. He said he was waiting with her until they picked up the body, so I said I would go to her house and start getting it ready for the funeral crowd. Weird feeling walking into her house alone and knowing it wasn't her house anymore. There was a postcard lying on a desk that was usually a pretty messy and piled up desk. It was empty and polished clean for some weird reason. Still didn't know who did that or what happened to those papers. I walked over and picked up the postcard. It was from our brother who had died three years earlier, and it said, I love you, Mama, and I'll see you on the 20th. It was the 20th of the month that day.
in this episode you have all heard some experiences with glitches in the matrix from people all over the world, people just like you and me, unexplainable occurrences or events that have left these people wondering what on earth just happened or how on earth did that happen? How would you react or feel if you were to encounter such a glitch? Would you try to rationalise it away, to find a logical, rational explanation for it? And what if you can't explain it, no matter how hard you try to? Would that make you consider the nature of this reality we call our world? As Morpheus says to Neo in a memorable scene from the Matrix movie, What is real? How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, taste and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. Is our world a holographic reality? What do you think? If you have any suggestions for topics you might like me to cover in upcoming episodes, then please don't hesitate to contact me. Or if you have any questions, suggestions or any comments or experiences that you might like to share with myself or my audience, then just email me at shadowlands at yahoo.com. It does cost me to produce this podcast from the platform that I use to record guests to the hosting and upkeep of the website. So if you like this show, then please consider supporting it on patreon.com. You can check out the link on our website. Check out our Facebook page, Walk in the Shadowlands, our Instagram feed of the same name, and our Twitter feed, at Shadowlands10. Like and follow for hints on our upcoming episodes. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a positive rating and don't be shy to leave a written review on your chosen podcasting platform or on the podcast Facebook page. Who knows, you may hear your review read out at the end of one of these podcasts and of course, so you don't miss out on any episode, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcasting platform. This podcast is available on all free podcasting platforms and available from iHeartRadio as well. If you don't have a smartphone, then you can listen to the episodes from the podcast website www.walkingtheshadowlands.com. For those hearing impaired, there's a full written transcript of each episode on the website, so you don't miss out at all. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your workmates about our show, and encourage them to listen and to subscribe also. The more, the merrier. Thank you so much for listening today, tonight, whatever time it is, wherever you're living in this beautiful world of ours. We'll see you in two weeks' time. Thanks for listening. 